Hello, and welcome to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast, where we show amazing women how to attract the perfect partner for them by embracing and showcasing their authenticity. Hey guys, it's Amy. I just wanted to hop on before our episode started, just to let you know that a couple of things happened with the audio this week. First of all, there's just a little bit of um, timing issues in terms of like someone's talking and someone else responds at different times. And that was just something out of our control. So I apologize for that. But the other part of it is just that we were so excited to talk about this, this season of The Bachelorette that sometimes we're just talking on top of each other. So we hope that the main messages that we're discussing get through and um, perhaps the energy behind our excitement also comes through. So we hope that this ends up being an enjoyable episode to listen to and we apologize for the things that were out of our control. Enjoy. Hi guys, it's Amy. Hey, it's Jen. And we have a special returning guest with us today. Hi, Purnima. Hi guys. We are really I I I you know I'm like I'm like your returning reality show expert which I'm not really sure what that says about me. I think it's really important that that we should that should be your title our a reality guest a re- reality show expert. I feel what like What an amazing career that would be. 100%. I mean, honestly, if somebody if somebody wants to pay me for it, I'd happily give up my career as a securities lawyer to become a reality oh, show expert that's not e- that's not even a joke <laughs> I would 100% too like if I have to like watch reality shows and then review them it's like for some people being like a food blogger or like a travel blogger like thank you I would 100% do that but I'd rather do reality shows than those other two things oh my goodness I would not oh I wouldn't I'd rather be a food <laughs> blogger or a travel well I wouldn't want to be a food blogger I feel like food blogging is a lot of work in the kitchen and a lot of like you know, trials and errors that I'm not interested in, but I would 100% rather be a travel blogger than a reality show blogger. But that being said, all of those things sound better than like being a securities lawyer, which I should tell your listeners, I actually don't really mind being a securities (laughs) lawyer and I enjoy my career very much. But I mean, I wouldn't describe it as fun. Let's just put it that way. Yes, it's a a totally different lifestyle than what we're doing here. (laughs) So we are here, as you can tell by by um, Purnima and why she comes on, um, to talk about a reality show. So we are three episodes in on um, this season of The Bachelorette, and we're going to have a conversation. I was about to say jam out again, Jen. On a past episode, um, Purnima, I, I said... We're going to jam. And I was like, wait, do people say that? I don't know why my brain is going. I, I heard it. I, I listened to that one and I'm not joking. I was in my car. I like, think I might have spit out the coffee that I was drinking in my car. When you said why does my brain go there? It. I feel like I'm like the mom on Better Off Dead when I see stuff like that. It was. I wasn't laughing at the fact that you said jam out. I was laughing at like your whole like dialogue after you said it, where you're like, wait, why did I say that? <laughs> I feel like so here we are again. I feel like you and I talk so much that now we just have the same vernacular. Like friends of mine will be like, that's something Amy would say. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Right. And two in like a week I'll be like, 
that's so comfortable. People are going to be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Jen says it. Um, So we're going to talk about The Bachelorette this season where we have Miss Claire so far. (laughs) And that might change. Um, And kind of give our ideas of what we're seeing, what the interactions are like. And Jen is our resident bachelor and bachelorette um, guru. Because... Pernima and I are somewhat, what is that, like, oh, well, please just don't like call me that. <laughs> the title I never thought I would have and don't really love. <laughs> Listen, I think that you should join one of those, um, like, fantasy um, bachelor bachelorette leagues, you know, like, that, that are sponsored by, like, ESPN because they're, like, all owned by Disney. And, you know, like, you could be a ringer. That'd be great. Let's win some money. I have done brackets Yes, they absolutely do. I've done them before. Oh, my God, I love it. (laughs) I've never heard of this. This is fantastic. I mean, I could never do fantasy football, but maybe I could get behind something like this. See? Um, Yeah, I think they, like, you know, you have to, like, there are brackets. You have to guess who's, like, the quote-unquote winner. I mean, it's questionable, like, what exactly you they mean by winner there right. but you know whatever right? right it's like an alternate reality universe where the winner is really the loser and everyone else wins <laughs> yes I do think we see that that like it's like man there's a lot of like comments afterwards of like bullet do- dodging you know if you like get out before you have to continue in this in this like fake universe um yeah the goal that is everyone's to make watching. friends and get an influencing gig. And if you've done that, you're golden. Right. So true. So this season, um, so what I was saying before is that Jen has seen, have you you've been watching it since, you said you watched like the end of the first season, right? Okay. And then you've been watching it every season since? Um, no. I've... I mean, Jen, you would have been like, I don't know, a to- Jen, were you a toddler when the first season aired? I mean, this is like no, the, this, I was it. This is like the this is like the fiftieth season of The Bachelor. Like, I was a yeah, but they have like college. seven. They have seven seasons a year. Really? That was yeah. when you were in college? Because I feel like when I was in law school and I took time between college and law school, whatever season of the oh, I think it was the Jesse Palmer season of The Bachelor was on when I was in law school because my friends of mine were watching it. And like that was like a ways it. Do you know what well, I mean? And that was they like have also three a very shows year. a year because they yeah. at least because they have a Bachelor, a Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise or whatever the like ensemble one is. Right, like winter, yeah, exactly. like Winter Games so, or whatever. I mean, yeah, it. I mean, it's been on since what, like two thousand two. So, Jen briefly for the people who don't know because I didn't know right before last summer can you do like a just a brief just I think everybody understands the concept of the bachelor and the bachelorette can you explain the like kind of group ones like bachelor in paradise or winter games yeah, or so you know stuff like that completely cynical point of view it's just another way for ABC to make money off of these people um because it's and for these people to make Absolutely. money by being like influencers yes, on Instagram. They not, you don't right. get, so, symbiotic. You go to Bachelor in Paradise. If you're a returner, returning, I want to say person, but really I feel like it's a character. If you're a returning person, nobody makes I money. Um, I think they do make a small amount of money. But okay. I'm small, like everyone would think it was small. Like, 
or like small for TV small? Uh, but I think both. It certainly is not going to make up for the like six weeks that you're taking off of your job. Okay. Um, it's it's more like a stipend, I think. Um, but and and I'm not even sure that that's necessarily true. I think it might have been true for some of the time. I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. I don't. I'm looking it okay. up. Continue. Um, I'm checking it up. So the the sort of point of the ensemble shows or the uh, it's almost like they're variety shows is um, they take the people who did not um, win, quote unquote, that it's very much curated. So they they pick and choose which characters, as Amy would say, they think are going to make for good TV again. So usually they're the ones with strong personalities or they have some sort of shtick. And they put them all together, either in like a home like they did in Winter Games um, or some, you know, extravagant location on the beach. And then it becomes a competition of some sort because it varies over time um, to be like the last couple standing. So... There was Bachelor House, I think, for a while. It might not have been called that. It was called something where they. Bachelor I think it was Pad, Bachelor yes. Pad. I'm so I don't <laughs> well, know why I know that. Honestly, Bachelor I really House like... is not like a phrase, but Bachelor Pad is. So it was Bachelor Pad for a while, and then they did Bachelor in Paradise, and then they did Winter Games. I think once or twice. So Claire. Well, the only reason I feel, yeah, because I feel like I saw like something that that Claire so was in was Winter in, Games, so that's I feel like the yeah, only reason it's in, in my the consciousness. First two seasons of Bachelor in Paradise and <clears throat> Winter Games. So this is her fifth time on a Bachelor rodeo. Show. This is her fifth rodeo. So I did look up whether they get paid, and apparently, if you're on the Bachelor or the Bachelorette, you do not get paid, and the women have to actually do their own hair and makeup yeah oh, what is that about i remember which by the way which by the way yeah you yes, can you often can, tell can. i, I, I just want to point that out but. um and i think that says more for like how many people get it done than like i don't know i feel like it shows us like how normal how much we've normalized professional hair and makeup on tv Totally. Like, I mean, I think for as for everyone who watches like a Real Housewives show or like the Kardashians, you're like, you know, that's like they just get like people to come and do their glam like all the time. And we're like, yeah, right. that's totally so we normal. expect to see that. Although I will say whenever I see somebody at like the grocery store in full lashes, right. I'm always like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, exactly. So it's contact. <laughs> but they said they're on their way somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right whatever they're on sure the, they are the grocery Jen. store um <laughs> so then they say for paradise they don't typically get a flat rate to appear on the show unless they're alumni which aren't they all alumni in paradise um sometimes they get paid per episode but typically it might come between seven thousand and fifteen thousand per contestant per season that's more than i thought I guess it's how you get them back on. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I just think that, like, a lot of them are just really interested in, like, upping their followers on Instagram and doing, like, you know, do, you know, because you see, I, I, after my first foray into Bachelor Land, 
um, Bachelor in Paradise, I followed a bunch right. of those people on Instagram and like, they're always doing like paid partnerships with, you know, whatever. And like, that's not what I'm interested in. Like, I'm not going to buy like, you know, workout gear because, you know, so-and-so said, so I just want to see like what exotic place they're traveling to. But like, I mean, I, I don't really understand the influencer that. economy to be quite frank you with really you. I think I'm think just too old, but to find love. like, yeah. <laughs>
I'm like, who is talking? Who is that? Yeah. So it's like things like that where I just generally have been like, we would we would never be friends. Um, she and I. Um, and then as I said, there's always drama surrounding her. Um, there is always drama surrounding her. So her first bout of bachelor life was um Juan Pablo season and Juan Pablo is I think categorically the worst bachelor of all time often yeah. I mean there seems to be universal agreement on that and I don't know a thing about well, him but everyone's like Ugh, he was the worst like- so um a couple quotes that because I watched this YouTube video last night to refresh my memory and these were some of the quotes that I knew Amy you would love haha sarcasm um <laughs> I'm not someone who goes to bars or who goes on dates. And uh, that's why she's doing The Bachelor. Like, because she, you know, just, yeah. Okay. Well, now. <laughs> and like, then she said, okay. after her first, like, one-on-one date with him, I haven't felt this alive because of a man in a long, long time. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> I think we need to bring out the gagometer. <laughs> yeah so seriously what happened you, on like... this season is in the middle of the night one night she snuck out of the like mansion that she was staying in went to Juan Pablo and the two of them went either swimming or skinny dipping in the ocean and they had sex and so you know obviously this was really scandalous at the time um i think it happens more and more often now but the girls found out about it and didn't like her as a result they felt like she sort of went beyond the boundaries of the show and you know really did not treat her well um and then he tried to slut shame her as well so this part of why everyone hates him so I think it was the next day or it was a couple days later they have this taped conversation between the two of them and he tells her that he doesn't like what happened between them because it's not fair to his daughter and that she really should have thought about his daughter when she had sex with him in the ocean yeah and All right, I want to punch this guy already. So she's like, I didn't, I didn't think about your daughter in, in the situation. You know, I, I, I think her quote was like, it's not about being fair. It's about you and me and the feelings we have. And so like, you know, she, she's justified in saying that. Um, but it led to all of this drama in the house and it led to all of the other women really not taking to her well and then he kept her until the end um and at one point she was like tell me you know how they always do like right before the finale they're like tell me how you feel tell me you love me whatever and I guess he said to her I loved fucking you Ooh, yeah and and then yeah always good to hear that instead of I love you you know like she was the the second she was the runner-up. And point out that that line like, is just that what he said. I just want to highlight that what he said was probably wonderful for his daughter to hear. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's it's all on her, and none of it's on him. Right. Like he, she should be thinking about his daughter. 
Well, I mean, like I, I so I mean, I know we're not talking about like the episode yes. yet, but yes. like that's yes. how I felt about Yosef on the episode from last week, right? Where he kept like coming at her for like, oh, this isn't. I'm like, listen, dude, you just signed up for a reality show in the middle of a pandemic. Like, are and you it's setting a good re- example for right, your it's a reality daughter? Show like, where, what where is wrong with you? It's this reality show. <laughs> Right, where the expectation is that, right. you know, there's sort of a lot of this kind of thing. So yeah, I was just sort of like, have you not seen stuff. the show? Like, really, like, you're blaming Claire for the date when clearly that's the producers who decided it was going to be Strip Dodgeball. Like, she did not pick Strip Dodgeball. No, well, and that's the thing. It's that like, I don't really care. And this happens in every reality show. But like, in extreme moments like that, I don't really care for when they like pretend that this isn't like a, something they knew, like they, they knew what was going to get in, they were going to get into or be like completely manufactured. Right. So like, we all know that the showrunners are the ones that are like making this stuff happen. Right. Like to do such and such, such and such. So he signed it saying, I will do things like play strip dodgeball. So I have a theory. Um, on totally on Yosef. I don't know if we were because we're here, so I'm just gonna jump in and yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Like, I think we're good about the history, at least for now. If there's other stuff that comes up that I think is relevant, I'll let you know. Perfect. Um, when he first spoke, it was like the first side interview, he was like, She's gonna see me and like know that we're like perfect for each other. And I was watching it with Michael, remember, I told you, and I just like looked at him and I was like, Narcissist. So when he, you can't, you can't maintain that ego when you're not getting attention in that environment. So you sabotage. And I feel like he, it was so uncomfortable, uncomfortable for him to be in that environment where she wasn't paying him the attention that he had to keep like inserting himself. And then he had to like, flip it around and have a reason to just like blow the whole thing up and leave. Yeah. Because he wasn't, he wasn't the front runner that he just assumed he was going to be because he was there. I think she is too. Um, I will say like when he, when he said that, um, when he was like, you know, we're, we are, she's going to understand that we are going to be there. I mean, he said it in like, kind of aggressive terms quite frankly yeah. like in episode one I thought that was super creepy like I was like Ooh. Yeah, I was like that makes me same, uncomfortable I, I don't like that that's where I was like there's something you know there's something off um not to mention he looks like a vampire I don't know I know that that's like <laughs> I, I mean I do that I mean that's completely if I like on a completely superficial level I'm like I don't know why you would keep him around because I don't find him attractive, I just say but that's you know neither here nor there would be if um, there was someone but, who was a vampire so yeah, so that goes back to so just for the, the listeners here, I was I was texting with um, Jen and Pranima during the first episode. So I I the fir- the only experience I've had was like this summer when we did a couple of reviews of the show when they were when they were reviewing the whole season and and when you're talking about Pranima like um, when you feel like it's you know manufactured that that sense of something being manufactured is is so like totally increases my gag reflex and I just hate watching it like at least have a reality show where I don't I don't see behind that curtain all the time 
you don't right you don't want to see the strings i always say that about certain show i i, I know people are this is i'm gonna get a lot of backlash for this i'm sure but like it's one of the reasons i couldn't watch this is us because like i get that it's like very emotional and that like they're trying to make you cry but i yeah, can no, tell right. the same. To i cry, watched so, it like, for like i don't want to see the strings. And, a half, and once i realized that there was a there was a very clear formula um i couldn't watch it anymore it ruined yeah, it. So when I'm feeling like when they're like, oh, yeah. when they have like the dates and it's like, now I'm going to tell you something really secret about myself, you know, and now I'm going to, now they're going to be fireworks. Like all that yeah. stuff like really drives me crazy. But, um, so when I was first watching the first episode, because I just had so much resistance, I was sitting there like, oh, oh I don't want to watch this. And then Michael walks. I just see Amy with like her arms like, crossed on my on phone, like, like fine, like guess playing like this. Rummy Cube on my phone and like texting people. I'm like, Arr. and then Michael walked in, and it was so funny because, I mean, he should I don't know, and in a, the most stereotypical fashion, like he should not know anything about the Bachelor or Bachelorette at all, just like personality wise. And he walks in and he goes, "Oh, did you hear? There's a lot of controversy about this show." And I was like. I hate spoilers. Like I like to go see movies where like I haven't even seen the preview. And if somebody says something, my brain won't shut up, even like hinting at something. And I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure, like if someone says like, Oh, there's a twist in this movie. I will watch the movie, entire movie and like just be obsessed about figuring out whatever the twist is going to be. So I like to go in like clear headed. So he's like, you know, there's a controversy and my brain automatically goes to like, don't tell me anything. And he walks into the other room and he goes, I was just going to tell you that she turns into a zombie at the end. <laughs> and I started cracking up. And we still maintained that he was like, <laughs> last night. This was so funny. So I caught up yesterday. And last night he was like, we were like, I was like, do you, what do you want to watch? And he's like, I don't know. I guess we could put the bachelorette back on. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you want to watch this show? That's so funny. My and- husband loves it. He pretends he doesn't, but like anytime I'm watching it, he's like, Oh, what are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm just gonna sit here for like 20 minutes or so. And then <laughs> Michael does that. Michael does that with the Real Housewives. So I tried. He likes to watch that show with me. Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. I, I tried to get Michael, my Michael, <laughs> to like, just sit with me on the couch, right? And like, watch whatever he wanted on his iPad with his headphones in. Um, and I like almost had him convinced. And then it was like previously on The Bachelorette. And like, everybody is like, you know, coming out and like, you know, naked from strip dodgeball. And he was like, nope, nope, I'm out. Like, I hope that's the right only out thing he and Yosef He's like, no, common. thank you. <laughs> um so anyway so when you guys were saying the va- when we were talking about the vampire i think that's how we segued i do maintain that if someone was a vampire or turned into a zombie it would it would make the show better frankly like now now we have a movie idea that we clearly need to make oh my god bachelorettes <laughs> and zombies okay so um, i want to go back to the yosef thing because you know, you're, you're mentioning this whole narcissist thing. And I know I'm probably the one that has the most Claire um, knowledge, but to me, she comes off as a narcissist. And yeah, I think she is. Well, I think so. There's, there's 
Mm, well, tell say more what you're seeing. Like the the first group date where everyone sits down and it's clear that the men are there for her, but there are cameras all around and they're probably waiting for their cue of like, okay, we got all the shots we need of everyone sitting around the table. Now you guys can pull Claire one-on-one. She's like pissed that no one is just like chomping at the bit. And she, I think it's Bennett that takes her aside and then she can't even focus on her date with Bennett because she's so pissed that, you know, they weren't all like punching each other in the face to talk to her. And so she goes, she ends her time with Bennett to go back and yell at everyone. Like that to me just screamed narcissist. So I feel like, and I, and maybe we, you know, we are sitting on the outside and, and like now psychoanalyzing and, and basically, um, diagnosing people. Um, so even if we step back, I kind of feel like where, where I am with Yosef is that he's, he is extremely, he's a self-centered asshole who feels like he needs to be in charge. And she is like completely driven by like flippant emotions. Like when we were talking about what type of dater she is, Jen, I feel like she's that emotional dater. So she's being swayed through her day about these emotions. And there's so much attachment to this idea of fairy tale. So like, you're going to, which is interesting because there's a parallel to what you were saying about her first season. Like you need to like jump through hoops, break through walls and like, just read my mind and be there for me in like this, like superhero way, you know, there's like that kind of thing yeah. Um, that she's looking for. And we see that with some of it's with Dale, but some of it's with that other guy who like, who like reached out to her before the show and then oh the guy with the goatee Blake oh that Canadian 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 I just want to like reach through the TV and shave his chin oh my god I thought you were saying I just want to shave like during this podcast I'm like (laughs) I guess you could Jen I don't I mean I probably need to do that too but so we have a vampire and a werewolf And a zombie. So, I mean, I do, I mean, I have got, like, from her, I'm just sort of like, it seems like you, there's a lot of, like, you want to have your cake and eat it too, right? You're like, I'm, you know, I've, like, never said I'm, like, the, you know, an independent yes. woman, blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, she's like, but take care of me. I want you to, it's like, she's like, I want you to at least want to take care of me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, it's just like, it's very, that's what I mean. It's like, she's so off-putting because in, like, one breath, you know, she says all this stuff, but then, like, when she had that fit about, like, no one, yeah, like, was- talking to her at the party, I was like, come on, dude, like, this is your season, so, like, you take someone aside if you want, like, that's, like, that's, you know, that's what a, that's what a freaking bachelor would do, he would pick the hottest girl in the bench yeah. and, like, go she, make out with her somewhere, so, like, wanted, do the same it's thing. It's one thing to want someone to pull you aside, and it's another thing to see it, like, it was so clear to me that this was like the beginning of the season and the guys weren't sure what the next step was. Yeah, they were clearly waiting on like a cue. Right. And and that she read that as like, none of you guys care about me and you might as well all go home with that, you know, with, with acting that and you just want to bro out. Like seeing it like 
that they, they didn't care about her or didn't want to be with her was, was ridiculous. Now I don't think, or was, let me not ridiculous was, was misreading the room. I think now when Yosef then in turn tries to speak for the group and you use the word crazy to describe her, it's like, you need to read the room too, Yosef. Like, Oh my God. Like you don't, don't call a woman crazy. Yeah, like, seriously. That's, that's not, she just, she misunderstood their actions to mean something that wasn't, um, was, I think was completely inaccurate. So they're both, they both have stuff going on. I feel like Yosef and, and Claire, but Claire at least sounds like she's, there's some attempt to work through her stuff. I don't know. Maybe like she says she's doing stuff. Question mark. <laughs> well, that's what. Like I, so that's why when you, so I, you know, I was like, I'm so curious, Amy, to get like your thoughts. One as like somebody who's like new to the franchise, but also like because of your background as like a therapist right. and stuff, I was I'm like, there's a lot to unpack about, here with Claire. Um, <laughs> making too much judgment. That's um, why, like, I backpedaled a little bit from the narcissist comment about Yosef, like. Because we're only getting snippets of them. Of course. And you're getting... So that's another question that I have. And I think, like, you know, if you read, like, recaps and stuff, you know, people are posing this as well. Like, you have to wonder how much of it, right, is producer manipulation and editing, too. Because, like, a lot of people people are saying that, like, the showrunners, the producers or whatever are like sort of setting Claire up to fail. And I don't like, again, like this all like me reading blogs or whatever. So like, I don't know how much of it is true, but I mean, from understanding sort of how the bachelor works, I could see that that's plausible, so, right? Where they're right. just so like, take, okay, this is how we're going to get this season's drama. Out of like, the equation you know, and just so. look at her like a character, like looking at what she's done and not really say like, this is what... I'm not psychoanalyzing Claire, but I'm talking about the character. Um, it feels a bit like like a personality disorder. Like it feels like there's just um, like a an a, an attachment to like chaos and drama. I don't know if there's any guy that really could fill the criteria emotionally that she's looking for. I feel like she needs to fill that somewhere else. And I even think that when the dust settles with her and Dale, unless she's been doing her own work um, to really take care of herself and fill herself up, I think Dale has, has now stepped into something that could be a bit of a landmine. Cause that means every time he doesn't read her mind, and he's not there for her I, in her perception. Yeah. She's going to, like, lose her shit on him. Well, something that she said both in the, like, first episode and also, like, something that she said in her conversation with jo Yosef that, like, kind of made me question her judgment, too, where she says that her mom is dying, which is obviously very, very sad. But, like, I am mm -hmm. like, I'm like, well, I, I don't know that I would choose to do this show if, like, my mom were dying, right? Like, so... You know, I, I, she just has like, she makes odd choices, I think, you know, like, and that's again, like, I don't know anything about her, her life or her, you know, her relationship with her parents. Like, you know, I think she said her mom has dementia, like, you know, it's all very difficult, but 
um, you know, she's, she's, she's making some interesting choices that I don't know that everyone would make. And I know like when, when Yosef was sort of yelling at her and is like, you're the oldest bachelorette, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, back off, buddy. Like some of us are 44. Right, that's why I didn't like because the we have anything of her. So relax. Um, I, I, <laughs> I'm protective for the integrity of, of it's true. Oh, there are women who are older who are, who are single and they're not, like they're portraying her as that whether or not she is or not, they're certainly portraying her as not like broken, unstable, and somewhat broken. As much as she says that she's not, yeah, <laughs> um, we're just seeing something. There are that other are women in her age bracket from the franchise that they could have chosen and didn't. So, yeah, I think if I if I thought about it, I could probably name are there a handful. But did those women? If would those women want? To I mean, I know that that's a great question because I mean we're seeing what happens when you go, and right. the, the the producers and the showrunners completely get to decide how they portray you, as as you guys are saying. I think yeah, the the show is known for manipulating people um, and making them look bad, um, as we saw over the summer. And Amy, I know you and I reviewed this particular episode, like. They made Olivia look terrible in her season. And then we see her come on and basically be like, you guys destroyed me and I had to rebuild myself. And now I have a career because you destroyed me. Like, so the show is known for doing this. And I think the audience is much more aware that it does it now than it probably was five years ago, 10 years ago. But I think this particular season, I actually feel is a little bit more transparent than normal because they normally do everything they can to avoid showing the producers and the handlers and all of that. And we have seen them quite often on this last episode. Yeah. So I just think that if you, if you, like you've got, like we do stuff like in our twenties, right? We like, I think most people can look back in their twenties and be like, Ooh, that was like risky. Or maybe I wasn't, my head wasn't on completely straight when I did that. But then the hope is that you grow from it. So my thought would be if we really were to get somebody who has grown and is level headed and like, you know, fierce, like a fierce, more mature woman who maybe had been on a prior episode they would get there because they would be like, yeah, I'm never going on that show again. (laughs) Like they just wouldn't want to be on the show. Yeah. So I guess this is where I kind of want to say like Claire has done beyond the season with Juan Pablo. She's done three other shows with the bachelor franchise. So two were bachelor in paradise. Um, One. What was that? No, I think you, you, we got like a little bit down from my phone on do not disturb Uh, and it rang (laughs) sorry um so she was slut shamed on one and was miserable and then either got voted off or chose to leave and then the second one she told everyone off because they weren't taking it seriously enough so it was very similar to her one-on-one date and then everyone was pissed at her because she treated them that way 
and and she she ended her time there and then when she was on winter games two men were interested in her and she you know was like well i don't know who i like yet give me a little bit more time and one of the guys self like he he voluntarily left he was like it's clear that you're into this other guy and you're not into me even though that wasn't the case at all and i'm sure the show i'm sure the show forced him to leave um, to create drama. And so that the show ends and Claire and the other guy that stayed didn't actually really have a connection. So at the finale, the, the guy who had left, his name's Benoit, shows up at the finale and he asks Claire to marry him. And it you know turns out that like the two of them had been talking and texting and they did like a couple weekend getaways so similar to the time span of a season of the bachelor or bachelorette and they got engaged and what he says is like i didn't believe in love at first sight until i met you and i thought this is really interesting because that's kind of what we're seeing with Claire and Dale. It's like he walks out of the limo and she's like, oh, my God, it's my husband. So I I want to go back to what you all said, that like a woman who is older and more established, we hope or expect that she's learned from her past experiences and her past relationships. And I'm feeling so frustrated I guess with this season but also like very much tuning in when I haven't watched a full season in like three or four years because she is not at all learning from her past mistakes and I'm seeing the same behavior that I had seen or heard of on other seasons that she was on yeah the whole I love at first sight stuff that she's like doubling down on um, again, is where I'm talking about the the attachment to emotion and there being very little to any um, any like logical input, you know, like like the guy who walks out of a limo could be an axe murderer. Like you're not going to talk to him. Be like you're having a three second conversation where you're clearly going to get something rehearsed or like the best version of himself in the first couple of seconds that you're you're meeting him and then you know you want to marry him like it just seems again um that she's not tapping into that logical part of her brain at all um and then the whole I mean there were a couple of other places where I was like oh it's one thing to be like oh because she's on the show be like swept up in that fairy tale and perpetuate that but then um when she the, the other time was when they when they roast him and then she spends the entire evening at the cocktail party just pulling aside the guys who roasted Dale and just trying to dig up more information and not spending any time like getting to know the guys she's just questioning them um, or that she didn't show up to one of her group dates because she was talking to the producer the entire time oh no she was talking to the previous bachelorette about how much she loves him. Yeah. She's so wrapped up in this love at first sight storyline or like it happening for her. Like that's the end all be all. Um, and then she refers to him as her fiance. 
in the last episode. Yeah. That was um, so uncomfortable. And like no one called her on it. And I was like, why isn't no one calling her out on this? Like Well, I read an article that said that oftentimes the bachelor or bachelorette does know pretty early on who they're picking. I don't know if they know like in week three, but they know pretty early on and that a lot of the producing and editing is to make it look like like they don't but I but I but I will say like you they know pretty early on but like does she know that they're gonna get engaged like in like nine days in or whatever it is do you know what I mean like that seems like a little bit much I I mean I can't I can't imagine referring to someone as my fiance who has not actually like put a ring on my finger do you know what I mean like I kind of feel like I feel like I feel like it's it's almost the other way around right it's almost like you would continue to refer to them as your boyfriend and be like oh wait I mean my fiance right like you I don't know and we're like two what are we 14 days in like how long have they known each other right like I don't I mean we don't even know in bachelorette time right but I think it's like it's probably 10 to 14 days like it's not a long time yeah so you know just yeah it's it again like everyone finds their people and I don't know like behind the scenes right like obviously there's a lot of time that we're not seeing right like I don't know how much time they get to spend like off screen like I don't know how any of that stuff works right but like you know because it's not like the regular version of The Bachelor where like you know they're in like a house and they travel to like exotic locations and blah 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 right like they're all like at this stupid resort so like yeah and I will Um, say that I don't know who that other Bachelor bachelorette that came was Jen who visited her yeah, right she was a former Deanna she gave her freaking horrible advice yeah well <laughs> horrible I thought that too and I am not like I'm no expert in like, relationships or the bachelorette but I was like this doesn't seem like it's great advice but whatever right when you talk about like we talk about this like be careful of the friends that you like pull in to get to help you through this process um yeah she's one of them like it, she was pretty much just feeding her whatever she wanted to hear like, I was waiting for her to be like, well, you know, oh, you're getting this feeling. Okay, great. I, it's definitely important to feel that. And, you know, there, there's a little time left here to, like, really get to know him to see if that's actually, if he, like, stands, like, he actually, like, fills in what your emotions are telling you. And she's just like, no, I felt that way about my husband. And now I have two kids. And what I don't know. It's yeah, just, it was, it's the bachelor fairy tale that she was feeding her so Deanna and Claire are not friends like mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty I mean I maybe I'm wrong and I need to go back and look but I'm pretty sure they were never on the same season so I don't right. know how they know each other I mean they don't obviously I th- I thought that was obviously like producers were like hey Deanna can you come on the show or whatever you know what I mean like I don't like, did you guys take that to mean, like, they're friends? I don't, I, I, I feel No, like... I think they just had, like, a visit. I mean, listen. Yeah, like, I think. Bachelor Nation is pretty incestuous. Like, it, from, at least when we were watching this summer, it sounds like people do um, cross seasons and, like, hang out with each other. So I don't know if they know each other, but I didn't think it was, it didn't feel like it was her friend hang, coming to visit. It felt like they got somebody else who is a success story to come in and talk to her um, about where she was at. Yeah, I get And she's like, yo, I know you because I'm supposed to know you because you're on The Bachelorette and I am too. Like, 
it the, the whole thing just <laughs> it annoys me so much which is why right. I don't watch as much um and yeah I mean it, it just it's it's like they're feeding us this story that like we no longer want to see which is probably why everyone's talking about this season because it's different and maybe that speaks to it is completely producer driven and they are making her out to be the villain and why they are trying to get rid of her because their viewership was down um maybe they didn't get a lot of positive feedback about having her or having an older bachelorette I also think prior to her season actually starting they had announced that she was the bachelorette but they hadn't started filming yet is when they got the backlash about having people of color on the show. Right. And is it, is it Tasha? Is that how you say Tasha. So yeah. she is a woman of color. So it's possible that they just wanted to get rid of Claire to look good and have a woman of color as the lead, but they couldn't get rid of Claire because they had her side a contract. So they had to push her out some other way. Um, you know, it's it's also possible that Claire had tons of time to actually look at who her pool of men were. And so she, like, investigated in Google Dale and figured out what his story was and decided. I mean, she did. I think she has said that she, like, basically, like, Instagram stalked everybody. Yeah. Um, she hasn't. I, I think she's been pretty open about that, which, by the way, anyone would do. I mean, right. like, who among us wouldn't do that? Like, right. I think if we you all know would. the names, why wouldn't you? Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. hundred percent. Right. Especially in quarantine. <laughs> like, right. what, what else are you going to be doing? I also think, I just think, She's a hairdresser, so she wasn't doing hair. That's for sure. So right, no, that's true. I don't, but I don't understand how. um, I'm just thinking about the the episode so far about how this could have been completely orchestrated. Like I, what what I'm seeing is that she just, and maybe they just cut the stuff out, um, original normally, which perpetuates the story, like you said, Jen. And then this time they're leaving this stuff in where she's just like, ugh. I don't even want to talk to these guys. I'm just so into Dale. Like maybe in past seasons you save, like you'll say that to the cameras, but they edit it out so they can make it look like you haven't made up your mind. Other people in the franchise have spoken out sort of against Claire and said like, yes, a lot of us knew who we were picking early on, but none of us disrespected the other people on the show. Right. She I mean, I think not... that's a fair, that's a, that's a fair criticism. I mean, right. quite and frankly. And there we go back to that emotion, right? So she can't, she can't get out of, and I don't know if I dislike that. I, cause I think we've talked about that before. Like, I'm kind of like, if you know, then why, why are you dragging these guys through it? But I don't know she if I doesn't know. <laughs> no, How but could if she know? Do, right. That is true. Valid point. But she thinks she knows. Yeah. And she's not, she has to some extent made up her mind whether or not it's going to turn out to be an accurate decision right so like I I know we talked about this when we reviewed this this summer that 
it really frustrates me that you would drag somebody up to the end, you know, and, and then just like when they literally are walking up to you thinking that they're going to get engaged and then you're like, nope, bye. <laughs> like clearly you need to date more if you're not, if you're get if you're at that point, you don't just like go from I'm dating two people to I'm engaged to one of them. Like, yeah, you then continue to date the other one after to make sure you want to get it. I mean, it's just the whole thing. It's just, it's just, just batshit crazy. Um, but I guess if she, if, I do think if we were looking at her and this wasn't a TV show and we were watching her date the way that she's dating, we, I would definitely say that she's, she's locking down one person way too quickly and that she has not, she's not at the place to make that decision yet. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and I think it's even more blatantly obvious to me that this is a problem this season because normally there's a there's all these like really extravagant romantic dates. You know, there's always mm. as you said, there's always the helicopter date, there's always the fireworks date, you know, there's always the musician I've never heard of privately serenading them date. And they're not getting any of that this season because of quarantine. So it's a very stripped down version, which Mm. means they can't get totally wrapped up in all of the um, trappings. Exactly. All the trappings of like, oh, I'm being swept up off my feet. Like they're in a bubble and, and, you know, she's, which actually should theoretically make it more interesting, right? In terms of like a real yeah. life sort of situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's and it's not. <laughs> right. I mean, it's interesting for all. Well, the I mean, I think reasons. that was. I think that's part. I think it's partly why we're having these visceral feelings, right? Because I think the expectation was like, okay, cool. Like we have this sort of unusual bachelorette in this very unusual situation, and it's going to be so interesting and you're like actually it, it you're right it's interesting for the wrong reasons right which i'm sorry i'm just cracking up that i just said that because you know the whole bachelor like they're not here for the right reasons <laughs> like <laughs> we're free well duh. <laughs> so i wanted to talk just before like as we're i can't i think we've we've talked about a bunch of it but i wanted to i feel like we should address the zach c zach c yes um so he was Jem. So when when the guys were showing up, when they come out of when they first greet her, um, I I can't get over the ridiculousness of that. Like the guy in the straight jacket, the whole first episode, I was like, why is he still there? And I said to Michael, I'm like, he's why is he still in the straight jacket? Like he was in the straight jacket the entire night. <laughs> he was, and then he got a <laughs> yes, and then he got a rose. I was like, oh my god, like this is insane. Like this. How was did he drink? Just crazy. At some point at the very end, I saw he was in the street jacket and his hand was like down at the bottom in the front of okay. it. So, so that must have, like the street jacket was around him, but his hands were not in the arms of the street okay. jacket or, or in the sleeves. Um, but it was ridiculous. So Zach C, I, so I texted Jen at some point and I was like, seriously, a ring box with a farting guy. Um, and Jen's like, I don't remember that. And that was Zach C. And I only know that because I was like looking him up last night before we got on here. So he starts off like 
getting on one knee, like he's gonna propose to her, and he opens up a ring box, and it's like some dude, like a little character with a bare ass, like farting at her. <laughs> um, so sorry, side note that they're the same person. Okay. Um, so she picks him for like this private date. Already, she's like not shown up to stuff because she just wants to be with yeah. Dale. So I feel like pre- prior to them even going, I'm like, she's so closed off to everybody else. Like, I don't know. This is going to be weird. And she, they're, so even when they're getting like their pedicures, she's like looking for it to be wrong. Yeah. Well, and um, the date is a really weird date. But is it weird? It, like, I it guess, seemed like it she just wanted a spa day and was like, oh, yeah, I guess that guy can tag along. But I, if you replaced Zach with Dale, she would have been like, oh, my God, he's so cute because he's ticklish. And like, oh, my God, it was so weird. But it was adorable when I gave him that mask. Like, this was, you know, it's it's perspective. Yeah. You can go on a weird date with somebody and think that it's charming and and adorable and hilarious and you can go on and say that it's awkward i just meant but like she that's took not no... a date like that's her getting pampered and then there's a guy next to her yeah i guess i i can but see i get that. what you're saying it's yeah it's all about who she's with so she already feels like it, she's already creating the story that it's that it's yeah. weird right um what did you guys think about the the it was really a not kiss and then his reaction and her reaction and the date and him getting sent home by Chris. So I did a story about this and I asked people like, was, was it an excuse that she was like, Oh, I'm triggered or was it justified? And I think it was 100% an excuse. That was the response. Um, She handled it really passive aggressively, which kind of led me to believe it was, it was an excuse and not justified. Um, because one, I did not really get a good look at him grabbing her neck, which is what she claimed happened. Um, either the producers didn't get a good shot or the cameraman didn't get a good shot of it, or it didn't actually happen, or I wasn't paying close enough attention, but you know, she reacted and, you know, he, I, I felt like he apologized he tried to make it better and she just was not having it. I never felt like he was being pushy. He was being inappropriate. Um, but then again, maybe I just didn't get a good look at like this, this neck grab that apparently happened. Um, but the way she handled it, I thought if, if it really was a trigger for her, I would have hoped that she could have handled it differently. Right. Like I think, we can't say, I can't say with, with all honesty that she wasn't yeah. triggered, right? Because yeah. you, if you've been through something traumatic, you, you know, if we, if, even if we're talking about like, a lot of times we see something like PTSD um, on, in movie screen, on movies um, with things like war, right? Soldiers and, and triggers don't have to be realistic responses like you'll see somebody like slam a door and it sounds like a gunshot and somebody has a reaction to it so it does not mean she could have been triggered and it and he could have been completely innocent in what he was doing um it just felt like the entire date i feel like she could be if she felt like she was forced on that date um because of the show 
and she's already made her mind up, she's walking into the date trigger. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. And, and I think she was looking for a way out, which was the whole, like, I'm not feeling it. And then that happened. It was looking for a reason to go out, to get out of there, which again, doesn't mean she wasn't triggered, but then there's this fallout because she's basically painting Zach C in a light, like as if he's the aggressor yeah. when really it's, it's her super sensitivity to actions that might actually be benign as right i would imagine that guy left the show being like oh my god you know no woman's going to be interested in me once they see this episode but i have to believe that in actuality it's probably the reverse and most people are going to look at it the way we are and be like i don't think he did anything wrong right so so i looked up his instagram because i tried to do a little bit of like where like where he is or whatever and there's an outpouring of support unfortunately there's an outpouring of support and then like Claire bashing and I feel like we need to grow a little bit and say I don't think you did anything wrong maybe she was triggered by it and maybe it was like not just him that made it wasn't him it was the whole situation that she was being triggered by so I I don't think that the only two options are that she's the villain or that he's the villain You know, I just think it's a, it's an uncomfortable, it was uncomfortable, I think, all around um, for for various reasons. Um, This, what you're describing to me feels almost like, again, the producers getting the final say, because I do feel like there's a lot of Claire bashing happening, and it's almost reversing and I'm not totally okay with everything that she has done or said but I don't want to bash a human being you know for this and I fear that that's what's happened and that's kind of been her history on this show is like she does something and although it's dramatic or a little questionably authentic she ends up getting the brunt of the reaction like she ends up being painted in the bad light and and I almost wonder if like she got duped to be on this show I just I just kind of yeah well and I it's like to me honestly there's a certain amount of misogyny that goes with the producers like Mm -hmm. doing this because I mean I only dipped in and out of um pilot peters season because he was so incredibly like boring that i and indecisive that i like couldn't handle it but i mean to me the producers and even like chris harrison like treated him like sort of like they were trying to make him you know kind of look better than he did quite frankly um the worst and like like He is the worst, honestly. I really, really don't understand, like, when people are like, oh, I like him. I'm like, really? He's He's so awful. And I I feel like he is on this show to just make a bunch of 25-year-old friends. Um, And and to me, like, the the difference in the sort of, and obviously, like, the Peter season was, like, a more of a traditional Bachelor season, like what you said with the fireworks and the, you know, the travel and all that other stuff. But, like, you know, it, it, it's, it's incredible, especially with how that season turned out, right, with him, like, sort of 
you know, rejecting the woman that he picked and then like kind of, you know, like the way the, the, the end of it went, like, I, I, I can't imagine that they would have treated Claire with like that type of kid glove. Yeah. It's, it's hard to imagine. Yeah. He so. flopped three times, right? Yeah. And like, now he's with somebody that he sent home. Like, I don't know. Not yeah, that, you know, like, yeah, I didn't watch pretty early season, on, but obviously yeah. I've, like heard what happened. You're, you're absolutely yeah right. i think he that, treats the men differently than the women i think we're i think he does but i also think yeah. if that's the direction of the producers like i think she's getting a sort of a, a, a sort of villain edit and it, like i think that's where the, the blogs are theorizing that they were sort of like the producers were kind of conspiring to push her out right because they were like we're not getting what we want and we're gonna like sort of make her into this like you know, hysterical woman, for lack of a better term. And, right. you know, um, so we can get, you know, this other bachelorette in right. and like or make the show that we want to make. We are about people of color. So let's push white Claire out to get someone who is a person of color. And I will say, though, that they, with going back to the Zach C, so before again if she was making some sort of emotional having some sort of emotional reaction prior when she had this emotional reaction she like takes a second and then she like says shit to people right like she, like it's a group of guys and she comes and like tells them how it is it's Yosef and she's like yelling at him to get the hell away but in this situation she like gets like separates herself and then like sends Chris in to kick the guy off and he, Chris doesn't come in and be like, like, nobody says, like, hey, you might not have meant it, but she was triggered by what happened or whatever. Like, he's like, you got to go. Um, and I thought that was, that was the doubling down on the storyline that, like, Chris was a bad guy that left me really uneasy. And, like, they were, like, demonizing him. And that's where I feel like the backlash on Claire in this instance is because people are like, well, now we need to defend him because she just tried to like send him through the ringer here. So in that scene, you felt like Chris was taking his side. Is that what you're saying? I felt like Chris was taking okay. her side. Okay. Chris is like, Chris, is like she doesn't feel comfortable coming to dinner and basically you need to leave. Okay. And, and Zach, if I remember correctly, was like, I just feel like it was a misunderstanding. And he was just like, you just got to go. Like, there was no, like, yeah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. So I felt like in that instance, when it was misdirected, potentially, Chris was just like, you got to go. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that's because he's tiptoeing around, like, the issues or if he's just like, whatever, she's going to leave soon anyway. Like, let's let's double down on her her instability that she's just, like, kicking people off left but and also, right. I mean, it, um, I guess I will for once in my life, defend Chris Harrison. Um, I, I don't know that he can say sorry to the person that she's claiming triggered her. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think he yeah, could do that. that I think bad too. But he has done stuff that he shouldn't do in these situations. So I, I, it was almost like, a, I don't like Chris Harrison either, but this was one place where I was like, huh, like he like I don't know again I don't know if it's self-preservation or whatever but he he didn't even like there wasn't even a wink you know 
or a metaphorical wink to to Zach that like he he got that he didn't mean it or whatever. He just like was like you you made her uncomfortable. You need yeah. to leave. Yeah. And frankly, right. I, I do think that's kind of how Chris Har- Harrison has handled all situations like this prior. Is it's very matter of fact, um, and and that's that. Right. Um, and I think that her wanting him to get the that was just going back to it. I think her response in the moment could have totally been valid but her refusal to like go near him afterwards and say like listen you might not have meant anything but I felt uncomfortable and you need to go um that was doubling down on her part and I feel like that was that was creating a really poor light for Zach which is why I feel like people feel like they have to rush and support him like I feel like that was the that was the I want to say douchebag move. Um, but like, again, we already we tried to come up with a different name for, for women that were not douchebag, but whatever. That was her, like, you know, making it bigger. Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But I guess if I, if, if I, if I'm looking at it from a new perspective, which we're saying we want to make sure we do, because there's someone on the other end trying to manipulate us. I do feel like if it were someone else and a different situation, I would not think that she should have to go and say something to him like, Hey, I, I, you know, whatever. I just think like, we're not a good match. Like I wouldn't think that she should have to go do that. If I really thought that he was the aggressor. Right, but what I'm saying is I don't think he is. I think he's the door slamming and she's the the vet and heard a gunshot where there wasn't one. Like, that's I my agree. perception. I don't blame her for hearing the gunshot, but then you don't, like, you don't demonize the door, you know? I That's at least my take on it, like, from what I saw. And, me, again, maybe I'm wrong, but it really felt like to me that she validly has been through trauma and she perceived that situation as being as bring it brought it up for her and I don't think he was he it wasn't like he was like grabbing at her when they were getting their pedicures like he was very respectful in fact she leaned in for the kiss he didn't lean in and that's what triggered her initially well that was like and then he was just trying to I mean I think yeah he was I mean he was clearly like listen I could totally see how she was like oh no this is like traumatic for me but like I mean, he just was like, oh, crap, I froze. You could see it, right? He was like, oh, crap, I froze. And then he went in and he, you know, maybe went about it the wrong way. I mean, I agree. I didn't really see, like, an aggressive grab. But um, the trigger was actually that she thought she was being rejected. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. Yes. But I think also I will say that the. So she she felt like she was rejected and and her, her instinct was to run, right, to go. And he was to explain to her what happened, but she's so quick to leave that he grabbed to get her to stay. That, that inability to get out of a situation that feels unsafe, even if it's not actually unsafe, but your body is telling you this unsafe, that's going to add to that. So there was like a couple different things. And then she fixated on the grab rather than the, the perceived rejection. 
had he not grabbed her, she might have done the same thing she had done with that group where she like walked away and then came back and was like, listen, if you really love me or really are into me, then like you wouldn't pull away in a kiss, you know, like she might have come back at that point. But the grabbing, I think, exacerbated it. However, when you when you've done this work, you walk away and you're able to see at some point that the person that that might have done something that triggered you isn't. You 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 learn how to decipher whether that person is actually doing something consciously to do that, or if they're actually a danger, or if they're not a danger. And I feel like that's where the lack of work is going on here. That she just kind of like doubled down on like what he did was was wrong, and I feel so unsafe. I can't even go to dinner and just tell him that like that I I'm not. I don't want this to go any further. I'm going to send Chris in so I'm like protected. And that's the part where I was like, mm. Do we think there are therapists on staff on this show because that to me is a moment where like you bring in someone to talk to Claire and to talk to Zach and make sure both parties are okay I don't know but I feel like they from what I'm seeing is that again people who are and this is a generalization but people who have really done the work and are um level-headed are maybe on the show again to be influencers so they're doing it kind of as like a stepping stone but people who are actually on the show and are thinking that that they're gonna find this person for them and like whatever if they're really swept up and drank the kool-aid i don't think they're mentally stable to begin with okay it appears as if something's amiss i know that's a bold comment and like Well, I do think I I want to believe that some of the people that come on this show are normal and and just want to like really promote their singing career or their Instagram career. That's what I mean. Like, right. If you're like, I got a chance to be on the show and it's going to get me out in front of a bunch of people. And then I'm, you know, it's a leg up for me to like do what I love to do. That is different than um, I'm on the show to find my husband. I don't know. It's just, it's just different. And I feel like, especially if you've been through it this many times to again, use this, this Avenue. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that's where I'm getting the, yes, she should have a therapist on board, but I feel like her therapist should be like, "Mm, do you really want to go back on that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can we really look through like what this did? Yeah. I don't know. No, fair point. So any last thoughts, guys? Oh, I guess I'm watching next week <laughs> and I hate myself. I mean, I guess, like, I just, I, I, I am really, really curious, sort of, like, as, you know, we've sort of discussed, like, how much of this is her and how much of it is producer manipulation. I mean, I, I'm sure it's, like, a combination thereof. I'm really curious to see, because I think, you know, in, she keeps hinting that, you know, it's not quote unquote what we all think it is, right? And she just like runs off to be with Dale. Um, I'm curious to see like what happens and, and you know, like unfortunately we have to wait until Thursday. Um, and, you know, because of, I think God, we're, we're right. delayed because of election this, night. We're gonna, actually, um, we're gonna air this on Thursday instead of our normal Friday show. So you get this before tonight's episode. So- I'm really curious to see sort of quote unquote what the real story is and how they write her off, right? And how they sort of 
frame this because again, you know, obviously a lot of this is just, you know, how the producers, you know, kind of frame everything. So, um, and we'll see. I mean, I think that we can all agree that the Bachelor franchise is absolutely toxic and like not how anyone should like think about relationships or even romance, quite frankly. Because like what they portray as romance is a lot of times like just really creepy. That's like just my someone opinion. showing up I in a straight jacket and claiming that they're gonna be. I, I mean, honestly, yeah. it's just even like the love at first sight stuff and like all of that, you know, like or even just being like, I mean, listen, I you're you know you're it's almost like your philosophy of dating where you're like, hey, like you know, date a bunch of people until you get you know until you're confident that you you know have. It, this is like a per, like a very perverse like version of that, right? Because it's not you. Do, you're not making real connect. I, I find it difficult to believe that you're making real connections right. in this well, there, first scenario. Of all, cameras, and again, there's the production. And secondly, the I feel like the biggest issue with any of these shows is the timeline. Like you need to make a decision by this time when you're when you're dating a bunch of people with ease. Um, First of all, they could be dating people too, which really kind of, I feel like, should happen. <laughs> like, everyone should be able to date different people so they can make decisions too. Like, if you're the only show I mean, in town, you might get someone may- who then walks out and is like, mm, which you is the why only they Paradise is maybe. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe that's why Bachelor in yeah. Paradise is so much more appealing to me, quite frankly, than the... The only reason I started tuning into The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is because when I was watching Paradise, my friends were like, listen, it's a lot easier if you sort of know right. the quote-unquote right. characters, right? And so I was like, all right, fine. If I'm going to, like, dip in a toe, I guess I'll, like, just jump in. And then I really actually couldn't bring myself to do but it. But also, that's season. why so Bachelor in Paradise so, is more successful. Um, like, it has more couples that have... Right, you know, lasted. Yeah, I do think so. Uh, what I will say about this is that I was completely, completely resistant. Um, I hemmed and hawed about watching this, um, and now I'm not. I'm not going to say that I'm like hooked, but I feel a lot less resistant about now. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to watch the next. One. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and I never like. I remember I was talking to my friend the other day before I watched it and, and I was like, I, I really can't watch it. And I'm like, and it's not like I'm like highbrowing it. You know, I watch every single Real Housewives that there is out there, like every single one. And I will watch Salt Lake City. I watch every one. I, I mean, I was going to say, as an aside, I cannot wait for Salt Lake City. That Seriously, like amazing. I, I mean, it's really like my happy time during the day. So I definitely feel like, well, we're going to tune into the next one and if warranted, we'll have another episode about the next one. Um, but there's our psychoanalysis of the show in general and Claire and Yosef. <laughs> so, all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. And if you have any comments, you can always DM us on Instagram. Our handle is successful single female. And, um, if you guys like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, go to our, um, our, gosh, our podcast on i on iTunes and subscribe and rate us as well. Because the more people who subscribe, the more people can find us. So that's all we got for you today. Have a great Bye. week.
Thank you for listening to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Successful Single Female. Check out our website at www.successfulsinglefemale.com or check us out on YouTube at Successful Single and Not Willing to Settle. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to not settle.